You really need to rehearse these. Try them before. I thought you were doing the really funny. It's like a wrestling thing. It's fine club. I think you should do a new sketch character called "Person Who Hasn't Seen Fight Club." Talks about Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. And uh, the second rule, second rule have fun, be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the oh, there was a movie quiz on board, and it was like, "What's the second rule of Fight Club?" And there would be a load of people who would just go, "How the hell are we supposed to know that?" <laughs> I was, like, I was like, yeah, they were on. I was doing it in 1984 at the strike. But it was like, how? Okay, sure. Maybe you don't know. They would get so angry at questions. <laughs> anyway, that's for the book, um, which now has a sad epilogue. The um, the 2023 Spotlight series. Da, 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 da. I don't know what this voice is. I, we're we're making... on the subject of rehearsing things beforehand. Maybe give that jingle a once over. <laughs> what do you mean? The I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make it a thing. What's going to happen next year when the movies suck? Because this year, you know, we've had the delay of COVID. We've had the delay of the writers' strike. Uh, sorry, the strikes. We've had just a huge backlog, and then we've had all of our great filmmakers release movies in one year. I guess we do a redux of all of these. Let's, right. I know you haven't watched a lot of stuff yet. May, December, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Bottoms, and The Killer and Maestro. That's my top six. I think this is the best six since I've been reviewing movies because wow. previous years include, oh, I have them in my blog, uh, awards and nominations. Yeah. Um, the blog link down below. Link Patreon. You could you could be our first Patreon. <clears throat> um, February twenty twenty one. Uh, whatever. What? Uh, twenty twenty one. Twenty Licorice Pizza. No time to die. The nest. The spent. The Spencer. <laughs> the nest. Spencer. The father. Another round. Nightmare Alley. That's a pretty great seven. Hmm. 
And then last year, Babylon, Nope, Jazz Forever, Glass Onion, Tar, and Top Gun, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Did I... is genuinely pre-finding out that you unironically love Jackass and post that. <laughs> I mean, I just... Have you ever been witness to a Jackass? Yes. They're so good, Rian. <laughs> don't, I don't get it. Me, okay. me and your, me and your ex went to like the first screening on the Friday of Jackass Four, and it was like the middle of the day, and it was us two, and it was like two other guys and one other man sat alone, and the five of us had the best time I've ever had. It was. You know what? I'm sure you did. It was wonderful. It was a joyous experience, and um, Jackass Forever, what a film. Uh, bottoms. This is what I want to talk about. Speaking of senseless violence. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is sense to all things. Um, is this the best year for comedy we've had since 2007, eight, you know, super bad Anchorman? I mean, what? The Hangover comes out in 2011. Yeah. I mean, I've li I liked comedy since, but listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Bottoms, Theatre Camp, I There Got It To Me, Margaret, to an extent, Dick's The Musical, Blackberry, um, Bo's Afraid, to an extent, No Hard Feelings. Um, please Don't Destroy, their movie was very good. Um, what else? Okay, that's kind of it. But, oh, and Barbie. Everybody loved Barbie. Sorry, sorry. Um, I should mention Barbie. I Yeah, I do feel like we are in kind of a a renaissance of those kind of movies. I, I fell into a little bit of a trap with Bottoms in that I was mentally comparing it to Superbad for a lot of it, because I'd watched Superbad like three days earlier. Okay. And it it, do, it really It's the most common fucking name in the world! <laughs> <laughs> we started book for one. Like, it does, it does hold up. And so I was kind of comparing the comedy, comparing the kind of, like, characterizations, and then I thought, no... Like, I shouldn't fall into this trap too much because it is its own entity. Like, obviously, it, it borrows from some of the, the the style, but, like, in terms of, like, the absurdism of it, it's, it's really, like, nothing that I've witnessed before. Wonderful. It's very <laughs> good. I am... Um, you haven't watched Shiver Baby, I'm guessing? Um, no, but I love Rachel Sennett. And She's I wonderful. Like they are, like I feel a kinship to them as actors and as people, so much. Like I, I, yeah, I love everything. Well, it's 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 you know, uh, it's you know, Shiver Baby's excellent. Emma Zegelman's first film, uh, also starring uh, Rachel Sennett, uh, and they both have been longtime friends, and they both write bottoms together. Now, I, you were talking about Superbad. Superbad's excellent. I'm not talking saying anything about Superbad. There is an improvisational quality to um super bad and i'm sure there's an improvisational comedy to this but this movie I think there is because in the credits you kind of see all yeah of there's gag yeah no there's gagarama yeah like, but it feels like they've just let the camera roll and, and gone like give it give it your best shot but this movie is the tightest 91 minutes it's so slick efficient brilliant the script is astounding i i really I, a third time this week watching it fully loved it again 
I really am all in on bottoms. And I know I sound like an old man. I know I also like, you know, I don't know, Warren Beatty's three and a half hour movie Reds about communism, journalism. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, and you know what? I quite enjoyed the new Mean Girls. I really did. Its biggest failures were when it just played this. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I've only seen like the bad reviews. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, no, the bad reviews aren't... Non-musical lovers and musical lovers alike. Like, they bonded <laughs> over their shit. They should have this film. I didn't... I've not I'm read... I'm with, like, the... With the yeah. Mind, I didn't I know that people... Around. She's sensational. Um, mm -hmm. I do have quibbles. But the point is, is that uh, there are... There is... Uh, there's a... Oh, bloody hell. There's a, <laughs> there's a couple of times in Mean Girls where, teen, where it feels a little bit like... Uh, for like, I don't want to throw one of my favorite, you know, women in comedy under the bus, but it feels a little bit like Tina Fey, you know, okay, grandma, uh, you know, and it feels a little bit like she's trying to write something modern. And I feel like it's at a major disservice that it's coming out in the same couple of months as Bottoms, which does genuinely feel like a 2023, incredibly fresh, incredibly exciting, incredibly funny, original movie. Um uh, yeah, well, yes, sorry. That's so the whole I think Mingle's no, I big I disservice is this. Like, that's that's you know, the, I think the virtue of having such young contemporary writers on this project is like nothing felt gimmicky, nothing felt like oh, we're pandering to a Gen Z audience. It felt like the you know, this is obviously a spoof of the modern high school experience, but like, yeah, in terms of the jokes like i thought nothing was like over the line like it, it, it was still outrageous humor i think this is the thing like my dad loves to say that we live in a post-joke world and that is such a like cisgender straight white man thing to say because you know we live in a post-joy coy we live in a post-joe coy world <laughs> never mind joan <laughs> yeah we do ladies fighting like <laughs> edgy Sorry. comedy is like punching down whereas like with this like they were allowed to like have comedy that was you know darker or was kind of racy and and you know they i mean they, they had a litany of like slurs but it was because it was coming from a place of like Aware, it's like self awareness that it didn't mm. feel like, oh, I can't laugh at that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's that's the difference is like having people involved in your project who are queer, who are like kind of unconventional storytellers, and then you can you can have a laugh with each other as as opposed to at each other. This is just yeah. Where's the punching down? I don't, I don't like, you know, it's, it's easy no, to, that's what I mean, there yeah. isn't, I, I yeah, 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 feel yeah. like yeah. there was in Bottoms, and I think like that, I think I would show movies like this to people that claim, oh, we can't have a joke anymore at other people's expense, it's like, you can, but you have to know how to do it effectively, like, you just have to be good at writing the jokes. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I think we make all these grand statements, and then, you know, no hard <laughs> I feelings. I on a bit of a tangent, my point, original point was, young people good representation yeah just be fucking funny you know no hard feelings it has the exact plot of a sort of 
movie that comes out in 1983 and then we all go yeah. what that ca- <laughs> that would never get made now and then it did and it's hilarious and i know you have middling feelings but jennifer lawrence should win every award <laughs> should should win the nobel prize for literature <laughs> i mean no i did i did enjoy it i think there were moments where like like i guess it was the slapstick like moments like that that weren't to my personal taste but like you're telling me that the beat you didn't enjoy the beach fight you didn't enjoy the absolute audacity. <laughs> I was like, Why am I watching? And the, they're getting punched in the throat. I was like, okay. Just the absolute audacity, bravery, sensation of that beach fight is incredible. Funny. You have middling feelings on that, but that's okay. How did you feel about bottoms, Rian? It it really took me on a journey. And like I say, I I went through a lot of it kind of in the back of my mind, like comparing it to to these male-led films that I've seen before, and then I was like, no, I shouldn't do that because this is so, like, revolutionary in and of itself. Um, revolutionary. Well, not revolution, but like it. Yes, we're in a renaissance of of that kind of style of comedy, but like also, it's established as its own thing. Welcome, you know? yeah. Well, this has more to this has more with Wet Out American Summer or parody films than it does anything else. I I don't think this is in the vein of a super bad or anything. You know, it, it and I guess and and the Mean Girls. Mean Girls has a lot of absurdity and forth and, yeah, and it was you like know what it is. That I was kind of like almost criticizing it for. Then I, I was like, well, that's only because I'm comparing it to this one other thing. And Are you tepid the- on this movie, Rian? Are you tepid on no, this I, movie, Rian? I really, I did really enjoy it. Like, there was, like, so many laugh-out-loud moments, and I was just by myself. Like, you know people say you don't actually laugh out loud at movies unless there's other people in the room? Mm. Like, I debunked that immediately. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. So many gags, so many good gags. I do think, the ending, I don't think landed with me all the way. But we can talk fair, about that fair enough. later where, on. Where are, you talking, where are you talking from? Just, like, the whole final the whole arc. final like arc yeah of like oh oh they're dead you've you've killed them all <laughs> right okay it took and, me and, yeah <laughs> and the principal was there and he just watched it all okay okay fine fine yeah we're having sure. fun <laughs> we're having fun you know Ryan. um <laughs> i also, for the past couple of recordings, my mum's dress has just been hung up there, and I look like goddamn Buffalo Bill when he has like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the you know the 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 whole you know actually killing people and the fight of the third act did slightly take me out on a first watch, and I think I noted that in my review. But then on a second and a third, I'm like fully in. I really am fully in, and this is. I do has... think, yeah, I do think if I if and when I watch it again, I won't take as much issue with it because I'll, I'll see it come it kind of, yeah it just kind of blindsided me I was like okay but also it's not like it's not absurd up until that point well yeah this is the thing like it it does employ the, those kind of like wacky things and I think when when I was like when I was at maybe like the halfway point I was thinking like I need more people who are normal to kind of offset like the kooky, crazy characters. I want to just. Moment, everyone is like their own brand of like 
what the fuck? But I want to put I a pin like... in that straight away because what is my big thing that I always talk about all the time? Sincerity. Every fucking movie now has to have that character who's like, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> wow, that, oh, wait, the clock. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. Please, I, you know, whatever happened to sincerity and just having, no, I, I, you know. I completely understand that. I just felt like, I don't know, because, you know, with Io and Rachel's characters, like, there was a fair deal of that, like, where one would, would act, kind of, whether it was, like, really awkwardly or, like, delusionally, and the other one would be like, okay, scale it back, like, what are you talking about? And I think that that dynamic works for me because there's conflict there. There's like, there's some, there's something to to witness. Whereas if everyone is is equally like, yeah, let's fucking you know, blow up this guy's car and like yeah. kill everyone, then suddenly it, it gets a bit far fetched and it's like, okay, who am I resonate as, as the audience member? But again, I I think I get maybe on a second watch, I would just be fully on board. Like, yeah, these are who these people are. Don't you love Heathers, though? He's the voice of reason. What? Don't you love Heathers, though? I do love Heathers, yeah. But again, like, it's like... Veronica is, in a sense, like, the most normal one because she's kind of the voyeur. She's judging everybody else. I mean, I'm mostly talking about, like, the, the musical. Oh, you haven't seen the film, have you? Have you seen the film? Like, huh? Have you seen the film? Not for a, not for a while. Mm. Um, but she's like judging everybody else, and then kind of gets sucked into like, okay, this is the world; these are the stakes. Mm. But at least at the beginning, you're kind of like, okay, this is the person that I'm filtering the story through. Like, this is who I'm watching it through. You know? Yeah. No. No. I I, I do. I just think it's going. This is just going for something completely different. I just think it's no, going I, for absolute. I think it's. I, yeah. It has more in line with a spoof. Than anything Bennett, else, you know? mm. what a film! I really do love Bottoms. I can't express this enough. I really do. And I, I have, love that you loved it. This is the thing. Like I have I many. Think, I have even, very little flaws with this film. Yeah, I think even if you watched Bottoms and you thought, "No, that was okay," I do think it was such a necessary film, and not in the sense of like we need to show these messages, but like. We need to show fun. lesbians organizing <laughs> violence to fuck women, you know. But like, because that's the thing, because it was so just frivolous and fun. But we we need to like open up more of the market on these like kinds of female-led comedies, because if Seth Rogen gets to make like six hundred films, some of them excellent, some of them just okay. I mean, one minute, I disagree. He hasn't made a movie since Long Shot, and I went to see that with um, the ex that started with Jay. So, you know, that was years ago. Avid fans. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Maybe that's a poor example, but you know you know the kind of, like, things I'm talking about. I do, in the... Yeah, I do, but we're long... The comedy, you know, the that era of comedy where you'd get I love you man or whatever which was like mid or whatever you know in on in you know or Paul in the same week or something else that's that's long that's long been dead you know these that's comedies like, go straight to like streamers a renaissance of that I know and I'm very happy 
we were on the same page. I don't know why. <laughs> we're just so excited about bottoms, guys. It's it's well, you don't sound it, Rain. You sound and your your camera is frozen. And it's very funny because your eyes are closed. But um, I'm just taking a minute to be mindful. <laughs> I, um. It's still not changing. It's very funny to look at. I'm sorry, but um, uh, but the yeah no. I think I I'm fully in 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 every way, shape, or form, and I do think it's firmly my number four. And uh, we're going to take our first break. Rian's going to open her eyes, and uh, then we will get into the actual film. And we're back. The <laughs> We're back uh, to the bottoms. Right. Um, we begin with um, this opening scene. Now, it had a, a slightly similar experience to when I watched the trailer for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and was like, oh, this looks like I, I, I this looks like the most intolerable film in the world. And then I watched it and it was it was incredible. Love Bodies, Bodies, That's Bodies. Because I loved Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's excellent. No, I that was one I I watched that again in the middle of the cinema. I again laughing out loud on my own. The vet the veteran <laughs> he was a veterinarian. I haven't laughed that heart <laughs> loud in an incredibly long time. And I just think now's the time, guys. I've been struggling as well. I have body dysmorphia. So shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> You're upper middle class. It's very no, good. I'm not. <laughs> Your parents are professors. It's a public school. And just the final reveal. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Brilliant film. Just like, yeah, no notes. Perfect conceit, perfect setup. Yeah. I'm annoyed that you don't feel no notesy about bottoms, Rian. I so I have some notes, but I wouldn't I don't know if I would go as far as to say they're things that I want to see changed or just things that I initially struggled to get on board with i just yeah. rewatched the intro and it's great like i love it and also i remembered there is an improvisational quality iowa debris um thing. fucking mature monologue <laughs> is completely off the dome and sure. but also she's coming you know in and out of the car i do i don't mean it doesn't feel improvisational i just mean it feels so incredibly slick whereas mm. super bad a movie i love is two hours long and you know there are it, there it are goes extended scenes where you can tell that they're just talking to talk yes. and it does work for that but i agree i think like having the the process of just kind of like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and then tightening it up and scripting it, I think, is the way to go. Felt like a dig, that felt like a dig, Ryan. Um, But I was slightly worried because just, I don't know, Rachel Sennett felt slightly off in that first, I don't know, I, I'm being rude, but she was just like, we're in the puss, and it felt like the trailer to Bodies, 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 where it felt like, oh no, this is this just going to miss the mark? And then I didn't feel that ever, ever again. That, yeah, I think that's good. I think she does play a very specific type of role. I do feel like this and is I... different, though, from... Uh, did, you do know that she won the Best Supporting Actress Award at the Thomas Carruthers Awards of the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies <laughs> year. And I'm so glad. Um, let me just... I'll double-check who she was up against. Um, you know I don't watch The Bear? 
Oh, you should watch The Bear. I know, I probably should, shouldn't I? I love The Bear. Uh, she so was up beautiful. against... Yeah, well, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You said you had. We had the conversation the other day. Of, I don't think I can work in a bar. You know, the, the, and, that is exactly how I sound. These are the nominations for best supporting actress at the Thomas Carruthers Awards, of course. Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere Always at Once. Note, yeah. not Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, no, and I, I, I get it. Like the world loves Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee, you are everything. In the words of Ariana DeBose. No, I, I, no, that's I, wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Stop the votes, stop the stop the count. It was Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Oh my god, it is! <laughs> Jamie Lee, you are all of us. She is all of us. Anna D, you are great and blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um But I do think that was just their excuse to give Jamie Lee because her long-awaited Oscar. I I I think I'm sorry. I I love the I I love her. this recent run of you suddenly getting into Oscars and realizing that this is how it works. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> Everybody loves Jamie Lee Curtis, and if you haven't seen the oh, I love Jamie Lee. Um, to quote the wonderful Zoe Wanamaker in the great um, episode of Inside Number Nine, the winner takes it all, where she plays a haggard American actress, and she's talking about voting for the best picture, and she goes. I voted the best picture the past five times correctly, and I haven't seen a one of motherfucking one of these movies. <laughs> uh, she was up against Britney Snow in X, great performance. Kerry Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin, she was very good. And Marsha Gay Harden in Confess Fletch. <laughs> but you are, oh, you be, oh, Mr. Fletch with your big cock. Very great performance. And, um, but Rachel Sennett did win. Uh, and of course, this was the year of Babylon. Uh, Babylon, uh, unfortunately, did not sweep uh, the the Thomas real... Carruthers Awards. Like, no, it why did. You, like, unfortunately, <laughs> no, it, it, for it. it took best. Uh, it took best film and best director, and uh, unfortunately, just did not make it at the Oscars. Um, how's his penis? How's his male penis? Uh, so this, I, I brought up the bear because I'm so, uh, this in the theatre camp, uh, yeah, no, she was wonderful. Yeah. She, like, again, I think she has a very specific style that she brings to her acting. Like, they're both very characterful in them, in themselves anyway. And I think they're just naturally funny, so they can bring that to... It is like you... you... Sorry, your Woodies of old, or you're like your 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 Seth Rogans in a sense of like on. No, this is them playing themselves, yeah. But I'm still yeah. on board because. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah. But also like not in a yeah. in their acting, but it, they don't need to be for something like this. But I'm sure that they will be in the future. Uh, you know, I, uh, as Seth Rogan was wonderful as um, the uncle in the Fablemans. Um, he was very good. I fought your mom. <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't say that. Uh, but that is. <laughs> it was really your mom at the cafe trip. Um, very, very tender, beautiful, incredible film, The Fablemans. And I'm just re- that ruined for me. That's not a twist. Uh, kind of a. Uh, um, that was another one I watched alone in San Francisco. Uh, these are my villain origin stories. The the ways I've watched movies. Um, first things first. I don't speak to the bitch. Very funny. Very, just immediately very funny from an off. Mm-hmm. And then we get this initial conceit. And the movie, 
immediately tells you how to watch it and tells you what sort of humor it's going to be. And and also gets in the wavelength of this isn't going to be a movie about your typical gay kids being bullied because they're gay. Because we get this incredible early moments of <laughs> he's always incredible. He knocks it out of the park every year, you know. Every show. Every it's show. not because we're gay, it's because we're gay and untalented. And uh, just an incredible, you know, to get out of the way any yeah. weight of homophobia or any, you know, typical that would swamp these movies originally. And there's not even one tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse of a coming out, you know, of a well, it was really hard, you know, and a big sob. Yeah. There's not even a glimpse of it. It's just not that kind of film. It's like they are, they know who they are. And like, oh. you still have that like classic, you know, teenage like self-loathing and awkwardness, but it doesn't have to be shrouded by this thing of like I'm harboring a big secret as well. Mm. It's like no, they know who they are. They're ugly. They're untalented. Like, and we're just on board. Can the untalented gaze please go to the office? <laughs> I guess that's you guys. Um, that that was crazy to me. Like the whole, like everything the principal said. Yeah, but it's funny. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know. Jeff, you know, the most handsome all-American man we have at the school. First, sir, look in the mirror. <laughs> Shut the that fuck up. That was great. I love that. <laughs> it's all great. But the, Je- we learned from a very early stage how we're supposed to watch the film when it comes to humor-wise, because we get these incredible, you know, moments where Jeff comes on and somebody, a woman's screaming, Jeff, suck my tits! And all the, you know, and, and, you know, be right back. football is the best thing in the world! And this script, that's what I thought you were doing at the start, this outrageous voice who is like going croaky, like, forget your funeral! This is the best day of your life! And it's very over the top and it's very absurd and it's very, you know, we learn from a start, oh no, this is the sort of movie we're doing. And also the mascot with a huge, erect, huge, erect, floppy penis. Um, How did I miss that? Oh, it's 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 there. Um, and then, so first off, we meet um, Hazel, played by uh, oh, Ruby Cruz. And um, Hazel Callahan, of course it's Callahan, Mrs. Callahan, uh, but um, who's also wonderful. Really funny, yeah, brilliant. really sweet, really touching, just great. Yeah, Everybody's just like, wonderful. It just adds to the ensemble in such a like a a great way. Like, like doesn't play anything over the top. Like, no. just kind of slots in so seamlessly. As kind of like, like and like I think with like kind of the more dim witted characters you get in like these like buddy comedies like. <laughs> she ate literal shit. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like you could easily act some of them or like write them off as annoying, but she isn't annoying either. No, like, and also no she's way. pivotal, <laughs> pivotal later when it when you know we do, we do the we do the great shift where wait no I thought I was fighting PJ and it's believable and it's great. I I really really I I'm I'm losing eloquence because I am um, you know I've just rec- we just it's coming out later but I just did you know 2 hours on Killers of the Flower Moon where I had to be incredibly eloquent and incredibly careful but now I don't care and so and this is where we meet oh wow oh wait no no that's not um I do it. oh no it it is um it com- there comes a time in every podcast where um Tom uh, gets awkward about speaking about a female lead is Havana Rose Lou the most beautiful woman we've ever created in a very long time? 
think so. She's absolutely yeah. astounding and so sweet and funny. And what's what are they putting her in next? American Horror Stories. We can get her in something, surely. We can get her in a project. What's she been in before? I think this is her first, well, not her first thing, but yeah, no, she's not been in much. Oh, this is like, she's, so she's best known for this. Yeah, I think she's a model. I think that's how. Yeah. Um, and again, everybody manages to be on the same comedy tone. Um, mm. She's incredibly funny. You know, that I mean, we've seen it in, in other comedies, the, like, you know, the perfect woman is sort of given less to do. I mean, rest in peace, the wonderful Sydney Morgan from Caddyshack, who died the other day and, and is perhaps the best beautiful woman who is given nothing to do in a in an 80s comedy movie um well no that's not true do you have many ties ty do you want to tie me up with some of your ties well i guess that's not really a comedy line that's just sexy <laughs> yeah. um i was born to love you i was born to lick your face um love Caddyshack. what a great film <laughs> i want um Vanna yeah Rose she's absolutely wonderful and so is kaya gerber what a great Comedy, yeah. love Kaya. Is she, is she going to do more acting or? Who knows? I mean, I I do think that like there are a lot of a lot of actresses that I could envision in those two roles, but I certainly don't like. Don't touch! Don't don't change a thing. Smashed it! Don't change a thing! <laughs> look. <laughs> You look like uh, <laughs> yeah, she's very funny. Um, and then this all leads up to that you know they they bomb or they fail or whatever, and and this all leads up to the car park montage and uh, well not montage the car park scene, and Ao Ao does this incredible monologue about being married to a gay pastor, and um, which is of course your dream. And um, <laughs> yes, it is. And ironically, I would love to be married to Mathieu. And and then the and then the wonderful Isabel uh, comes up and is like, "Let me in, let me in, Jeff, 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 you can't cheat, you can't cheat." And uh, my teeny tiny little girl, come back. Oh, it's very funny. This was also I didn't watch Red, White, and um, Blue and Gay, and so this is my first experience of Nicholas. Red, White, and Blue and Gay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Uh, Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas, is it Galatzine or Galatzine? Your guess is as good as mine or mine. Oh, very good. I knew when you, the minute the minute you said your guess, I thought, okay, mine or mine, um, you know. But, um, but but still, it was nice. Um. Yes, very, 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 very funny. And I'm mm, no, I'm not going to say this because this is stupid. Say it anyway. But is he better than Ryan Gosling in Barbie? Ooh. Very similar. I mean, obviously, he Ryan's given more to do in Barbie, and he gets to have a quote yeah, unquote but they arc. Are just like they're two, they're the same person in different fonts. Like it's a almost effeminate like grace and charm it's a himbo character but then what's it what what's a himbo himbo is a male bimbo right especially <laughs> attractive usually like a jock man who is like brainless i guess 
Jeff is less of a himbo because he's also mean, and the important thing is that he's nice. Okay. Ken has that arc at the end. Mm. Um, sure. Is that the Godfather? Uh, only funny for that's not true. It's a funny film for the most part. Um, where were we? Uh, players dining of the cars. Don't speak to me. Oh yeah, sorry. Don't speak to me, you ugly bitch. And then again, great slapstick. Like I you know, may be ugly, but I am not wearing overalls. And then when the when the rest of the team come and they're all diving over the cars randomly for no reason at all. It's yeah. incredibly, incredibly funny and over the top and of a perfect. This is an incredibly hard tone to pull off for a full I ninety think... minutes. I do think that was the moment for me that established this is the kind of film that it is. Well, yes, you haven't seen Shiver Baby, but that is a very tense, dramedy, like, you know, tension comedy, quote unquote, or, you know, nightmare in many ways. Um, yeah. And this is just a straight sort of slapstick spoof in many, not necessarily, yeah, you could call it a spoof, you know, absurdist, absurdist thing. And I just can't wait to see what Emma Segelman does next. I mean, I hope scientifically, two is a two is a two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. Maybe two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. And I always say this was, you know, your Damien Chazelle's or whatever, or or your uh, Jordan Peele's um, and Ari Aster and all that sort of thing, and um, and Greta I'm Gerwig. Up, um, I'm looking up how old she is. To establish whether I should love her or hate her, <laughs> I think she's twenty six. A lot with like women in leadership. I oh, I do. Yeah. Of mine. But like, you still hate Hillary. Hillary. Clinton. <laughs> oh, of course. No love, Hillary. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, with like screenwriters and and people like that sort of ascended to like such a claim. I'm like. I'm so inspired by you, but then if they are like 25, I'm like, okay, fuck you also. Yeah, I feel I feel elderly. <laughs> um, what's the meme from the 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 girl from Good Luck Charlie where she goes old? Where she goes old. You haven't seen it. You have not been on Twitter for so long. There's a gift. Somebody's gift something from Good Luck Charlie where she turns old. Um, <laughs> oh, I need to see that now. It's very good. Yeah, I think it's someone from Good Luck Charlie. Um, look at me up on the roof. Um, and then we get the, um, then they go to school and uh, we get Huntington. The, this is the thing that really took me out a little bit and is the basis for the whole film and does lead into the, the third act. But like the PA where they're like, we got a message from somebody who was uh, attacked last night by Huntington. She's like, they found me and they punched me in the face. I'm like, yeah, okay. crazy. <laughs> Like, okay. I do think this kind of feeds into what you were saying before about like it kind of does away with any suggestion of like dark themes or like things that are too heavy for this particular film like you know they don't hate us because we're gay they hate us because we're untalented similarly I think they needed this like kind of cartoonish villain threat of like the other school as opposed to like the very real threat of like of rape and violence yeah against yeah, women because uh, they could easily have made it like, like a fight club against like creepy guys exclusively and like mm. you have the joke later on it's like who's been raped <laughs> Grey Grey Stone, yeah. 
like genuinely floored me. Um, but you, yeah, you could have very easily had that as, as the setup, and I think they that would have been in a sense easier in terms of plot and avoiding kind of like the muddle of the the storyline. But I understand why they went for that route, so that they could be a little bit more lighthearted and breezy about it. Like, oh yeah, Huntington are going to kick our asses. And also narratively, you know, it gives you a chance to have a third act where you can actually, um, you know, see it. I'm sure in the and in have the everybody like teaming up against this common cause almost. I'm sure in the really bleak, in the really bleak independent drama version of this movie. <laughs> You know, there's there's a scene where a woman fights back against her attacker or something. You know, I could see, I can exactly. see a movie yeah, that's like not... self defense, starring Brie Larson, and um, you know, I don't know who else would be in it. Dakota Johnson, maybe. Leave Dakota alone. <laughs> I like Brie Larson as well. Like. Well, good for you. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, like it's not a fully fleshed out criticism because I don't know what kind of movie it would have been like had that just been the conceit, you know what I mean? It would have been bleak. Um, <laughs> you know, this is... It's similar in the sense of, I mean, Heather's was obviously made in a pre-school shooting world. Mm. And it's like the original 84, the film... Yeah, I um, guess it, I guess before it became like a real yeah an epidemic. Like Sandy Hook was ninety nineties, I believe. Um, I'm throwing a lot out, but like you know, I, and I don't think you could make. I mean, well, I'm saying that, and Heather's the musical is one of the most popular musicals across the world and keeps touring. So I, it's not really exactly true to say that you can't do that anymore. Um, but like your like your dad says, twelve. Say again. Sandy Hook was in 2012. Sandy Hook was in 2012? Well, what was the night? Columbine. Columbine. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, You're mixing up your shooting. Oh, what, what a silly boy I am. Um, and this is where we get the the introduction of... Their name is... Their name is... Zamani Wilder as Annie. Um, you know... and. Uh, sorry, PJ, my vagina belongs to the government. Very, very oh funny. God, incredible. Um, and and again, this is where we get the spoof thing. The class finishes immediately, and then there's only one <laughs> little bit. Yeah, I just realised that. And PJ just says, "Is that is that is that it for class?" And it's like obviously a parody, and like in, in all of these high school movies, how class lasts thirty seconds or whatever. <laughs> um, and again. So close to being like, you know, uh, you know, um, sorry, uh, PJ going, wow, class, I, I've never really noticed that. The class only lasted a minute. Like, uh -huh. it's like, you know, it's like in movies when, you know, and I'm like, okay, but it, they don't. She just says, wow, class finished already. Done. Done. And, um, and then the wonderful, <laughs> the wonderful Isabel <laughs> comes over and goes, I heard you beat up my boyfriend even though she was in the car and saw exactly what happened <laughs> <We're there. laughs> and um and then that wonderful and um yeah i'm kaya gerber quiz question who's kaya gerber dating i know this because we literally talked about it austin butler 
Yes, and what did they go as for Halloween? They had a good Halloween costume. Austin Butler and Kaya Gerber. Um, Halloween. Kaya Gerber remains, of course, the uh, the only uh, woman to be with both Elvises. Um, oh, they oh, were yes, they were that's Andy. Why we it up. <laughs> they were Andy Warhol and uh, one of the models of Andy Warhol. Oh yes, and she. Um, is in the picture meeting Vanessa Hudgens when she's like eight. What? Oh no, five. Um, There's so a picture Vanessa of her meeting Vanessa Hudgens when she yeah, was five Vanessa years Hudgens. old. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens, obviously High School Musical fame. Bitch, please. Uh, excuse me. I, I, uh, thank you. Thank no, you for letting me know. Thank you for letting me know. I'm talking about when she was in High School Musical. Met Kaya Gerber, dated Austin Butler for ten years, then they broke up, and now they're together. But then the picture resurfaced of her meeting Vanessa Hudgens when she was five. It's so funny. So it's basically the SNL Meet Your Second Wife sketch. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> that. Fourteen um, years age gap. They they look fine. They look fine. Don't I would have never guessed that. Leave me alone. It's and also so leave funny. them alone. So it is funny. it is very funny, yes. Um second wife. She should do she okay. should date six months pregnant with your second wife. <laughs> um she should also date um Kurt Russell and who else has played Elvis? Um Val Kilmer. I, no, 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 it's okay. We're not doing this tangent. Kurt Russell, Jacob Bellardi. Jacob Bellardi. Have you watched Priscilla yet? No. Very good. It's very good, Rian. There's so many. Yeah, there's been yeah, there's been loads. Um, um, and also, that's bullshit. He didn't just watch Lilo and Stitch. It's a very good performance. That's a lie. He's lying. And also, I've been listening to... about it in his SNL monologue. Yeah. I I know that like he he would have done more than that. But... Um, can we are we gonna change the train on Jacob Elordi after that SNL because he was a little bit mid. Sorry, he was mid, but I think it was like the writing. And also Renee, what a waste of Renee Rapp. I know they set they set him up to be mid because all the, the all the um the big sketches were like, ooh, he's hot. <laughs> yeah, they all get Barry Keegan in as a cameo and do have them sell bathtubs. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> Come you on. know, you know. I'm not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the office, like he sells salt, like um, that burns, but he yeah. gets sued because <laughs> a company that sells salt that has burned people's tongues. And they're really, and they made the movie Saltburn. Saltburn. And and they made the movie Saltburn to divert. They made a movie so messed up that people would <laughs> hashtag Saltburn <laughs> and change it. Again, am I the only person who's thinking in this world? <laughs> anyway, uh, I haven't even got onto my next page. Um, and then we get the yeah. So then the they meet with the with the principal. You know, you can wait until you're performing the vagina monologues and munching beaver at Wesley. Very funny. And again, that also, the I've just I've just clogged every time they reference where they're going to college. It's a different college. I, I didn't know that. I, and at first, I was like, funny? oh, what hole? 
but like again it, it's it's making light of like it's like spoofing all these you know american films and it's like you don't want to be the only virgin at sarah lawrence and then she's like it's gonna it's gonna happen at emerson okay i guess that's funny yeah yeah, that's funny. No, that's funny. I, I, I stamp of approval. <laughs> um, and then they start the club, and then they have this idea, and they start the club. Ingenious little Question. idea. Oh, go on. So I just want to point out, it becomes like a point of contention later on that, like, if so-and-so tells the principal, they're going to shut us down. They told the principal... <laughs> In Wait, are you meeting. talking? Are you talking about when Annie says? Are you talking about when Annie says, like, you know, oh, we need a somebody, we need a guardian? No, it's like later on than that. It's like, oh, they're going to talk to the principal about this. It's like they told the principal that they're having a self-defense fight club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they don't know that they're just fighting one another. I mean, I guess, but still, it's like... It's, when it's when is this like scene? The, the premise alone was, like, not going to get approved. And also, that's the other thing. So they get Michonne Lynch, who is incredible, as their... Named Mr. G. So <laughs> is this yeah. just... A, is, is Mr. G not a thing in America? Welcome to Mr. G's room. G's room, G's room. Welcome to Mr. G's room. Please sit down. Um... So they get they get Mr. G in as an advisor and they tell him don't show up because when he sees it's like, the best kind of being an ally, yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna allow the to carry on. And then he's there the whole time. Yeah, because he's like, you know, I don't know about this shit. And then they're into it and then they fight back and it's like it's good. I don't know. I thought I just thought like don't have the setup because I thought it was gonna be they were gonna have to hide the whole thing from him. No, they're fine with doing it. They, they, they're fine. The school allows it, and and Mr. G is in on it. The problem is, is that you know, um, Miles Fowler makes it about them, makes it about just as an excuse, about because they were, they were the problem isn't that they're doing a fight club. The problem is, is that they set it up to fuck cheerleaders. Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of that part of it. Rian, I'm going to be honest. You have disappointed me today. This, you are in such a... I liked the film. Liked. I, I, I am pro-bottom. And you can quote me on that, internet. I know, I've seen, I've seen the menu hit on in bars. <laughs> <laughs> I love bottoms, guys. Yeah. Um, so we get the first meeting, and it's like, he's oh, all... These girls are ugly. Very funny, just straight <laughs> away. Incredible. And then we get the one with the beanie who hates her stepdad. And she's like, I love David Fincher. Um, again, very funny. Oh, I bet you jizzed. <laughs> Excuse me. I love David Fincher. Not as much as later when Hazel's been beat up. <laughs> Full stop. No, uh, Hazel's been beat up and they're over at Hazel's house and they're all together. And did you see the sign that says David Fincher Movie Club? That that's what they're watching. They're having a David Fincher movie club. And I was like, oh, I bet they're I watching mean... I bet they're watching Mank because they're real fans. <laughs> um <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Mank Sweep. <laughs> How sad is it that this year I said to Will, I was like, it's gonna be hashtag May December sweep, you know, it's gonna be my underdog. 
One nomination. Have you watched it yet? Uh, I just don't think he would be on the board. No, uh, I've watched Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched Saltburn. I didn't get any fucking nominations. It was never going to. Then why did we talk about it? On the pod. <laughs> Why are we talking about Bottoms? It's the 2023 Spotlight series. And you didn't talk about it on the pod because you were busy at your work. Um, um I actually submitted my own opinions about Oscar. Oh, yes. No, that is true. That is true. That is true. Um, you shouldn't have read them if you didn't think they were going to get nominated. You made me look like a ruddy fool. Um, when they're talking about, you know, she she looks like, you know, she's... what What's the lead up to... Um, I mean, you know, maybe she'd be cured if she stopped huffing paint and then ADR because they clearly thought she'll, she'll never stop huffing paint. And it sounds like they cut away and they don't show who says it, AO saying it, because they clearly thought about that later, presumably. And very funny. And then that first punch, it's great. You know, they want to see the punch. Very funny, Rachel said it. They want to see the punch. And, <laughs> and then they do the punch. It's very funny. And then they need a guardian. So it's just a very tight, good script, and it just moves and it moves. Is this going to win Best Original Screenplay at the Thomas Carruthers Awards? Maybe. It's promising. No, May, December. Sorry. Sorry, Emma. Sorry, Emma. It's going to get a lot of nominations, but will it actually win? I don't think it's... Oh, I'm so sorry, Emma and Rachel and Io. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I've disappointed you all. Um, is the funniest joke in the entire film the Holocaust? It happened. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> very, very, God, kid. very, oh, so good. Very so good. funny. Um, <laughs> which leads into you know. You know, tell that to Dimitri Walker. He hasn't he came in for the first week and he hasn't showed up since. And you go, uh, Dimitri Walker so committed sorry. suicide in the first week. I sure, he, sure did. he did. Just very, I feel like you need to get on this train because we're going to be quoting this for years. Do you know, think, no, do you know what? Like, the more, the more I'm revisiting, like, the gags, the more I'm like, no, this, this, this was iconic. And I said that at the beginning, like, mm. we're in a renaissance. Yeah, it was it was it was like small things to do with the story, not like the actual the story. Like... This is a movie <laughs> with a mascot with a huge penis. I know, but if you're gonna make you can it can be silly and you can still care about it. Mm, I did care about it. Did you not like the romance? Did you not care for them? Did you? I thought I it was know, wonderful. I, did. I loved. I mm. loved. The, I loved all the arcs. Sounds like you don't like gay romance on film. And got me. <laughs> I'm a big homophobe. Clip that. I found it. I was. We did a. We did an assassins pod the other day about the musical, and I found in our intervet interview where he was where he was talking about his mustache, and he went, "Yeah, I just went full racist." And I was like, "Somebody needs to clip that. <laughs> Somebody needs to please." And like it, this mad of media manager. It was like I, I went full racist. I just went full Leo in Django, and I was like, "Please just clip that." <laughs> <laughs> um. Obviously, he's talking about the mustache, and he was very good, and he's not racist. Um. And this comes out in a few days, so I don't have to worry about, you know, some terrible scandal. Um, 
Where are we? And then, oh, the don't be late scene. So they're like, you know, don't be late. Nobody has to be late. And then, hi, um, um, hey guys, coming in. Coming in. Yeah, no, that's for next week. You know, just relax. Uh, just take your time and, uh, you know, oh, incredible. Again, incredible line. You know, well, my dad left me and I'm incredibly punctual. <laughs> I just feel if this film becomes popular, that is a sort of line that will become the wide set vagina of our era. Well, if we're talking about vagina lines specifically, then it would be my vagina belongs to the government. <laughs> but no, I think there's, there are so many quotable things akin to Mean Girls mm -hmm. and, and films like that. Like, yeah, it's just, it's 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 fresh. But also it's a lot darker. Mean Girls is a lot more palatable. Yeah. I mean, next, next line I want to quote for how funny it is, you know, this is going to build, you know, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be better, you know, you're never going to get assaulted on your birthday again. You know, lucky number seven. Lucky, no lucky number seven is funny it's funnier than anything in um, Mean Girls. And then, you know, and, I, and I'm going to kill my stepdad. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the screaming of Yes Slay. Um, I, I worked with somebody, uh, no names, uh, but I worked with somebody who would scream Queen and Slay and uh, stuff like this. And so when I watched this moment, I was like, oh, I've uh, finally, how irritating that is. Yeah, I think that's very vindicating. And that's the thing, it's so fresh. I think this again, I mean, I've not seen Mean Girls yet, but I feel like Mean Girls is the type of film that would use it in earnest. Whereas this is so ahead of its time, or so like mm -hmm. on the pulse, that it's like, no, this is kind of, this has been co-opted too much. It's embarrassing. But also refreshingly not on the pulse. Like this is a movie that I could believe is set in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it feels timeless. Sure, and I, I do. Like I really hope it does. Because as much as they're doing yeah, the whole, this is Mean Girls for 2023, and there's, they yeah. do sexy via TikToks, and it's like, okay, I, you know, yeah. sure. Giving... <laughs> oh, they do do. Oh, it's just some. It's just some line. They keep that line in from the terrible trailer. You know, stop trying to make fetch happen. What is it? It's like it's just a line from an old uh, stupid movie. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, uh, just not funny. Sorry, Tina, you made Thirty Rock one of the funniest shows of all time. I'm sorry, Tina. And they do so many of the lines just again, you know. Oh, he doesn't even go here. You know, it, it's... It... Well, you can't please everyone because I, I saw another criticism that was like, these are all the iconic lines they missed out. And it's like, yeah, it's a different film. It's a new <laughs> film. Like, I mean this sincerely. Die. It's like, why didn't they have the Danny DeVito I love your work line? Because it's a new film. <laughs> it could have been a cameo for Danny DeVito. They should have really gone the whole hog this year. Like, what are you doing in the tunnel? Hey! Can't really do it, Danny DeVito. And we're back. The <laughs> We're back. Uh, to the bottoms. Right. Um, we begin with um, this opening scene. Now... It had a, a slightly similar experience to when I watched the trailer for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and was like, 
oh, this looks like I, 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 this looks like the most intolerable film in the world. And then I watched it, and it was, it was incredible. Love bodies, bodies, okay, bodies. Because I love bodies, bodies, bodies. It's excellent. No, I that was one I I watched that again in the middle of the cinema. I again laughing out loud on my own. The veter the veter <laughs> he was a veterinarian. I haven't laughed that hard <laughs> loud in an incredibly long time. And I just think now's the time, guys. I've been struggling as well. I have body dysmorphia. So shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> You're upper middle class. It's very no, good. I'm not. <laughs> Your parents are professors. It's a public school. And just the final reveal. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Brilliant film. Just like, yeah, no notes. Perfect conceit, perfect setup. Yeah. I'm annoyed that you don't feel no notesy about bottom screen. I so I have some notes, but I wouldn't I don't know if I would go as far as to say they're things that I want to see changed or just things that I initially struggled to get on board with i just yeah. rewatched the intro and it's great like i love it and also i remembered there is an improvisational quality iowa debris um thing. fucking mature monologue <laughs> is completely off the dome and sure. but also she's coming you know in and out of the car i do i don't mean it doesn't feel improvisational i just mean it feels so incredibly slick whereas mm. super bad a movie i love is two hours long and you know there are it, there it are goes extended scenes where you can tell that they're just talking to talk yes. and it does work for that but i agree i think like having the the process of just kind of like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and then tightening it up and scripting it, I think, is the way to go. Felt like a dig, that felt like a dig, Ryan. Um, but I was slightly worried because just I don't know. Rachel Senate felt slightly off in that first. I don't know. I, I'm being rude, but she was just like, "We're in the puss," and it felt like the trailer to Bodies, 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 where it felt like, "Oh no, this is this just gonna miss the mark?" And then I didn't feel that ever, ever again. That, yeah, I think that's good. I think. She does play a very specific type of role. I do feel like this and is I... different, though, from... Uh, did, you do know that she won the Best Supporting Actress Award at the Thomas Carruthers Awards of the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies <laughs> year. And I'm so glad. Um, let me just... I'll double-check who she was up against. Um, you know I don't watch The Bear. Oh, you should watch The Bear. I know, I probably should, shouldn't I? I love The Bear. Uh, she so was up successful. against, yeah. Well, I'm yeah, exactly. You said you had. We had the conversation the other day. Of, I don't think I can work in a bar. You know <laughs> that. <the, laughs> that is exactly how I sound. These are the nominations for best supporting actress at the Thomas Carruthers Awards, of course. Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere Always at Once. Note, yeah. not Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, no, and I, I, I get it. Like, the world loves Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee, you are everything, in the words of Ariana DeBose. No, um, no, I, that's I, wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Stop the votes. Stop the stop the counts. It was Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> Jamie Lee, you are all of us. She is all of us. Anna D, you are great and blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I do think that was just their excuse to give Jamie Lee her long-awaited Oscar. I, I, 
think I'm sorry. I, I love the I, I love this recent run of you suddenly getting into Oscars and realizing that this is how it works. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> Everybody loves Jamie Lee Curtis, and if you haven't seen the oh, I love Jamie Lee. Um, to quote the wonderful Zoe Wanamaker in the great um, episode of Inside Number Nine, The Winner Takes It All, where she plays a haggard American actress, and she's talking about voting for the best picture, and she goes. I voted the best picture the past five times correctly, and I haven't seen a one of motherfucking one of these movies. <laughs> uh, she was up against Britney Snow in X, great performance. Kerry Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin, she was very good. And Marsha Gay Harden in Confess Fletch. <laughs> but you are, oh, you be, oh, Mr. Fletch with your big cock. Very great performance. And, um, but Rachel Sennett did win. Uh, and of course, this was the year of Babylon. Uh, Babylon, uh, unfortunately, did not sweep uh, the the Thomas real... Carruthers Awards. Like, no, it did. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> no, it, it, for it. it took best. Uh, it took best film and best director, and uh, unfortunately, just did not make it at the Oscars. Um, how's his penis? How's his male penis? Uh, so this, I, I brought up the bear because I'm so, uh, this in the theatre camp, uh, yeah, no, she was wonderful. Yeah. She, like, again, I think she has a very specific style that she brings to her acting. Like, they're both very characterful in them, in themselves anyway. And I think they're just naturally funny, so they can bring that to... It is like you... you... Sorry, your Woodies of old, or you're like your 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 Seth Rogans in a sense of like on. No, this is them playing themselves, yeah. But I'm still yeah. on board because. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah. But also like not in a yeah. in their acting, but it, they don't need to be for something like this. But I'm sure that they will be in the future. Uh, you know, I, I, as Seth Rogan was wonderful as um, the uncle in the Fablemans. Um, he was very good. I fought your mom. <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't say that. Uh, but that is. <laughs> it was really your mom at the cafe trip. Um, very, very tender, beautiful, incredible film, The Fablemans. And I'm just re- that ruined for me. <laughs> That's not a twist. Uh, kind of a. Uh, um, that was another one I watched alone in San Francisco. Uh, these are my villain origin stories. The the ways I've watched movies. Um, first things first. I don't speak to the bitch. Very funny. Very, just immediately very funny from an off. Mm-hmm. And then we get this initial conceit and the movie immediately tells you how to watch it and tells you what sort of humour it's going to be. And and also gets in the wavelength of, this isn't going to be a movie about your typical gay kids being bullied because they're gay. Because we get this incredible early moments of, <laughs> he's always incredible. He knocks it out of the park every year, you know. Every show. It's not because we're gay, it's because we're gay and untalented. And just an incredible, you know, to get out of the way any weight of homophobia or any, you know, typical that would swamp these movies originally. And there's not even one tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse of a coming out, you know, of a... Well, it was really hard, you know, and a big sob. There's not even a glimpse of it. It's just not that kind of film. It's like they are, they know who they are. And, like, you still have that, like, classic, you know, teenage, like, self-loathing and awkwardness, but it doesn't have to be shrouded by this thing of, like, I'm harboring a big secret as well. Mm. It's like, no, they know who they are. 
they're ugly, they're untalented. Like, and we're just on board. Can the untalented gaze please go to the office? <laughs> I guess that's you guys. Um, that that was crazy to me. Like the whole, like everything the principal said. Yeah, but it's funny. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, Jeff, you know, the most handsome all American man we have at the school. First, sir. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Shut the that fuck up. That was great. I love that. <laughs> it's all great. But the, we, we learned from a very early stage how we're supposed to watch the film when it comes to humor-wise, because we get these incredible, you know, moments where Jeff comes on and somebody, a woman's screaming, Jeff, suck my tits! And all the, you know, and, and, you know, be right back. football is the best thing in the world! And this script, that's what I thought you were doing at the start, this outrageous voice who is like going croaky, like, forget your funeral! This is the best day of your life! And it's very over the top and it's very absurd and it's very, you know, we learn from a start, oh no, this is the sort of movie we're doing. And also the mascot with a huge, erect, huge, erect, floppy penis. Um, How did I miss that? Oh, it's 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 there. Um, and then, so first off, we meet um, Hazel, played by uh, oh, Ruby Cruz. And um, Hazel Callahan, of course it's Callahan, Mrs. Callahan, uh, but um, who's also wonderful. Really funny, yeah, brilliant. really sweet, really touching, just great. Yeah, Everybody's just like, wonderful. It just adds to the ensemble in such a like a a great way. Like, like doesn't play anything over the top. Like, no. just kind of slots in so seamlessly. As kind of like, like and like I think with like kind of the more dim witted characters you get in like these like buddy comedies like. <laughs> she ate literal shit. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like you could easily act some of them or like write them off as annoying, but she isn't annoying either. No, like, and also no she's way. pivotal, <laughs> pivotal later when it when you know we do, we do the we do the great shift where wait no I thought I was fighting PJ and it's believable and it's great. I I really really I I'm I'm losing eloquence because I am um, you know. I've just recovered, we just it's coming out later, but I just did, you know, two hours on Killers of the Flower Moon where I had to be incredibly eloquent and incredibly careful. But now I don't care. And so And this is where we meet. Oh wow. Oh wait, no, no, that's not um I do it. Oh no, it, it is. Um it com there comes a time in every podcast where um Tom uh, gets awkward about speaking about a female lead. Is Havana Rose Lou the most beautiful woman we've ever created in a very long time? I think so. She's absolutely yeah. astounding. And so sweet and funny. And what's what are they putting her in next? American Horror Stories. We can get her in something, surely. We can get her in a project. What's she been in before? I think this is her first, well, not her first thing, but yeah, no, she's not been in much. Oh, this is like, she's, so she's best known for this. Yeah, I think she's a model. I think that's how. Yeah. Um, and again, everybody manages to be on the same comedy tone. Um, mm. She's incredibly funny. You know, that I mean, we've seen it in, in other comedies, the, like, you know, the perfect woman is sort of given less to do. I mean, rest in peace, the wonderful Sydney Morgan from Caddyshack, who died the other day and and is perhaps the best beautiful woman who is given nothing to do in a in an eighties comedy movie. Um well no that's not true. Do you have many ties, Ty? Do you want to tie me up with some of your ties? Well I guess that's not really 
a comedy line that's just sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. Um, love Caddyshack. What a great film. <laughs> I want um Vanna yeah. Rose she's absolutely wonderful. And so is Kaya Gerber. What a great comedy. Yeah. Love Kaya Gerber. Is, is she gonna do more acting or who knows? I mean, I I do think that like there are a lot of a lot of actresses that I could envision in those two roles, but I certainly don't like Don't touch don't don't change a thing. Smashed it. Don't change a thing. <laughs> look, <laughs> you look like uh, <laughs> yeah, she's very funny. Um, and then this all leads up to that you know they they bomb or they fail or whatever, and and this all leads up to the car park montage and uh, well not montage the car park scene, and Ao Ao does this incredible monologue about being married to a gay pastor. And um, which is, of course, your dream. And um, <laughs> yes, it is. And ironically, I would love to be married to Mathieu. And and then the and then the wonderful Isabel uh, comes up and is like, "Let me in, let me in, Jeff, 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 you can't cheat, you can't cheat." And uh, my teeny tiny little girl, come back. Oh, it's very funny. This was also, I didn't watch Red, White and um, Blue and Gay. And so this is my first experience of Nicholas. Red, White and Blue and Gay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Uh, Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas, is it Galatzine or Galatzine? Your guess is as good as mine or mine. Oh, very good. I knew when you, the minute the minute you said your guess, I thought, okay, mine or mine, um, you know, but, um, but, but still it was nice. Um... Yes, very, 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 very funny. And I'm mm, no, I'm not going to say this because this is stupid. Say it anyway. But is he better than Ryan Gosling in Barbie? Ooh. Very similar. I mean, obviously, he Ryan's given more to do in Barbie, and he gets to have a quote yeah, unquote but they arc. Are just like they're two, they're the same person in different fonts. Like it's a almost effeminate like grace and charm it's a himbo character but then what's it what what's a himbo himbo is a male bimbo right especially <laughs> attractive usually like a jock man who is like brainless i guess jeff is less of a himbo because he's also mean and the important thing is that he's nice Okay. Has that arc at the end. Mm. Um, sure. Is that the Godfather? Uh, only funny father. That's not true. It's a funny film for the most part. Um, where were we? Uh, players dining of the cars. Don't speak to me. Oh yeah, sorry. Don't speak to me, you ugly bitch. And then again, great slapstick. Like I you know, may be ugly, but I am not wearing overalls. And then when the when the rest of the team come and they're all diving over the cars randomly for no reason at all. It's yeah. incredibly, incredibly funny and over the top and of a perfect... This is an incredibly hard tone to pull off for a full I 90 think, minutes. I do think that was the moment for me that established this is the kind of film that it is. Well, yes, you haven't seen Shiver Baby, but that is a very tense dramedy, like, you know, 
tension comedy, quote unquote, or, you know, nightmare in many ways. Um, yeah. And this is just a straight sort of slapstick spoof in many, not necessarily, yeah, you could call it a spoof, you know, absurdist, absurdist thing. And I just can't wait to see what Emma Segelman does next. I mean, I hope scientifically two is a two is a two is a coincidence three is a pattern maybe two is a coincidence three is a pattern and i always say this was you know your damien chazelle's or whatever or or your uh, jordan peels um and ari aster and all that sort of thing and um and greta I'm gerwig up, um i'm looking up how old she is to establish whether i should love her or hate her <laughs> I think she's twenty six. A lot with like women in leadership. I oh, I do. Yeah. Of mine, but like, you still hate Hillary. Hillary. Clinton. <laughs> oh, of course. No love, Hillary. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, with like screenwriters and and people like that sort of ascended to like such a claim. I'm like, I'm so inspired by you. But then if they are like twenty five, I'm like. Okay, fuck you also. Yeah, I feel I feel elderly. <laughs> um, what's the meme from uh, the the girl from Good Luck Charlie where she goes old? Where she goes old? You haven't seen it. You have not been on Twitter for so long. There's a gift. Somebody's gift something from Good Luck Charlie where she turns old. Um, <laughs> oh, I need to see that now. It's very good. Yeah, I think it's someone from Good Luck Charlie. Um, the Camille up on the roof. Um, and then <laughs> we get. The um then they go to school, and uh, we get Huntington. That this is the thing that really took me out a little bit, and is the basis for the whole film, and does lead into the the third act. But like the PA, where they're like, we got a message from somebody who was uh, attacked last night by Huntington. She's like, they found me and they punched me in the face. I'm like yeah, okay, that was crazy. <laughs> like okay. I do think. This kind of feeds into what you were saying before about, like, it kind of does away with any suggestion of, like, dark themes or, like, things that are too heavy for this particular film. Like, you know, they don't hate us because we're gay, they hate us because we're untalented. Similarly, I think they needed this, like, kind of cartoonish villain threat of, like, the other school as opposed to, like, the very real threat of, like... Of rape and violence, yeah, against women. Because they could easily have made it, like, a fight club against, like, creepy guys exclusively. And, like, mm. you have the joke later on, it's like, who's been raped? <laughs> Grey stuff, yeah. That, like, genuinely floored me. Um, But, you, yeah, you could have very easily had that as, as the setup, and I think it, they that would have been, in a sense, easier in terms of plot and avoiding kind of like the muddle of the, the storyline. But I understand why they went for that route so that they could be a little bit more lighthearted and breezy about it. Like, oh yeah, Huntington are going to kick our asses. And also narratively, you know, it gives you a chance to have a third act where you can actually, um, you know, see it. I'm sure in the... in have the... everybody like teaming up against this common... Almost. I'm sure in the really bleak, in the really bleak independent drama version of this movie, you know, there's there's a scene where a woman fights back against her attacker or something. You know, I could see, I can see a movie yeah, that's like not... self defense, starring Brie Larson and um, you know, 
I don't know. Who else would be in it? Dakota Johnson, maybe. Leave Dakota alone. <laughs> I like Brie Larson as well. Like, Well, good for you. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, like it's not a fully fleshed out criticism because I don't know what kind of movie it would have been like had that just been the conceit, you know what I mean? It would have been bleak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, this is... Yeah, so, it's, yeah it's, I definitely it, get it. It's similar in the sense of... I mean, Heathers was obviously made in a pre-school shooting world. Mm. And it's like... The original 84, the film... Yeah. I, guess, I, it, I guess before it became like a real... Yeah, an epidemic. Like, Sandy Hook was 1990s, I believe. Um, I'm throwing a lot out, but like, you know, I, and I don't think you could make, I mean, well, I'm saying that and Heather's the musical is one of the most popular musicals across the world and keeps touring. So I, it's not really exactly true to say that you can't do that anymore. Um, but like your, like your dad says, 2012. say again, Sandy Hook was in 2012. Sandy Hook was in 2012. Well, what was the night? Columbine. Columbine. Oh, of course. <laughs> Uh, You're mixing up your shooting. Oh, what, what a silly boy I am. Um, and this is where we get the the introduction of their name is their name is Zamani Wilder as Annie. Um, you know, and uh sorry, PJ, my vagina belongs to the government. Very, very oh funny. God, incredible. Um and and again, this is where we get the spoof thing. The class finishes immediately. And then there's only one <laughs> little bit. Yeah, I just realised that. And PJ just says, "Is that is that is that it for class?" And it's like obviously a parody, and like in, in all of these high school movies, how class lasts thirty seconds or whatever. <laughs> um, and again, so close to being like you know, uh, you know, um, sorry, uh, PJ going, "Wow, class! I I've never really noticed that. The class only lasted a minute. Like, uh, it's like you know, it's like in movies when you know." And I'm like, okay. But they don't. She just says, "Wow, class finished already. Done, class. done." And um, and then the wonderful, the wonderful Isabel comes over and goes, "I heard you beat up my boyfriend, even though she was in the car and saw exactly what happened." <laughs> We're there. <laughs> and um, and then that wonderful, and um, yeah, I'm Kaya Gerber. Quiz question: Who's Kaya Gerber dating? I know this because we literally talked about it. Austin Butler? Yes. And what did they go as for Halloween? They had a good Halloween costume. Austin Butler and Kaya Gerber. Um, Halloween. Kaya Gerber remains, of course, the uh, the only uh, woman to be with both Elvises. Um, oh, they were, oh yes, they were that's Andy... That's why we it up. <laughs> they were Andy Warhol and uh, one of the models of Andy Warhol. Oh, yes. And she um, is in the picture meeting Vanessa Hudgens when she's like eight. What? Oh no, five. Um, There's so a picture Vanessa of her meeting Vanessa Hudgens when she yeah, was five Vanessa years Hudgens. old. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens, obviously High School Musical fame. Bitch, please. Uh, excuse me. I, I, uh, thank you. Thank no, you for letting me know. Thank you for letting me know. When she was in High School Musical, met Kaya Gerber, dated Austin Butler for 10 years, then they broke up, and now 
there together, but then the picture resurfaced of her meeting Vanessa Hudgens when she was five. It's so funny. So it's basically the SNL meet your second wife sketch. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> that. Um, 14 years age gap. They they look fine. They look fine. Don't I would have never guessed that. Leave me alone, it's and also so leave funny. them alone. So it is funny. it is very funny. Yes. Um, she should do. She and should date. Six months pregnant with your second wife. <laughs> um, she should also date um Kurt Russell, and who else has played Elvis? Um, Val Kilmer. <laughs> uh, Elvis. I no no no. It's okay. We're not doing this tangent. Kurt Russell, Jacob Bal Jacob Bellardi. Have you watched Priscilla yet? No. Very good. It's very good, Rian. There's so many. Yeah, there's been yeah, there's been loads. Um, um, and also that's bullshit. He didn't just watch Lilo and Stitch. It's a very good performance. That's a lie. He's lying. And also, I've been he listening. Didn't to... Joke about it in his SNL monologue. Yeah. I I know that like he he would have done more than that. But... Um, can we are we going to change the train on Jacob Elordi after that SNL because he was a little bit mid. Sorry. He was mid, but I think it was like the writing. And also Rene. What a waste of Rene rap. I know. They set they set him up to be mid. Because all the, the all the um the big sketches were like, ooh, he's hot. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they all were. get Barry Keegan in as a cameo and do have them sell bathtubs. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> Come you on. know. You know. Like I'm the only one working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the office, like he sells salt, like um, that burns, but he gets sued because <laughs> a company that sells salt that has burned people's tongues, and they're really and they made the movie Saltburn. And and they made the movie Saltburn to divert. They made a movie so messed up that people would <laughs> hashtag Saltburn and change it. Again, am I the only person who's thinking in this world? Anyway, uh, I haven't even got onto my next page. Um, and then we get the yeah. So then the they meet with the with the principal. You know, you can wait until you're performing the vagina monologues and munching beaver at Wesley. Very funny. And again, that also, the I've just I've just clogged every time they reference where they're going to college. It's a different college. I, I didn't know that. I, and at first, I was like, funny? "Oh, butthole." But like again, it, it's it's making light of like it's like spoofing all these you know American films. And it's like you don't want to be the only virgin at Sarah Lawrence, and then she's like. It's gonna, it's gonna happen at Emerson. Okay, I guess that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. No, that's funny. I, 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 stamp of approval. <laughs> um, and then they start the club, and then they have this idea, and they start the club. Ingenious little Question. idea. Oh, go on. So I just want to point out, it becomes like a point of contention later on that, like. If so and so tells the principal, they're going to shut us down. They told the principal. <laughs> Wait, the are you meeting. talking? Are you talking about when Annie says? Are you talking about when Annie says, like, you know, oh, we need a, somebody, we need a guardian? No, it's like later on than that. 
It's like, oh, they're going to talk to the principal about this. It's like they told the principal, but they're having a self-defense fight club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they don't know that they're just fighting one another. I mean, I guess, but still, it's like... It's when when it's is this like scene? The, the premise alone was, like, not going to get approved. And also, that's the other thing. So they get Michonne Lynch, who is incredible, as their... Named Mr. G. So <laughs> is this yeah. just... A, is, is Mr. G not a thing in America? Welcome to Mr. G's room. G's room, G's room, G's room. Welcome to Mr. G's room. Please sit down. Um... So they get they get Mr. G in as an advisor and they tell him don't show up because when he sees It's like, the best kind of being an ally, yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna allow the to carry on. And then he's there the whole time. Yeah, because he's like, you know, I don't know about this shit. And then they're into it, and then they fight back, and it's like it's good. I don't know. I thought I just thought like don't have the setup because I thought it was gonna be they were gonna have to hide the whole thing from him. No, they're fine with doing it. They, they, they're fine. The school allows it, and and Mr. G is in on it. The problem is, is that you know, um, Miles Fowler makes it about them, makes it about just as an excuse, about because they were, they were the problem isn't that they're doing a fight club. The problem is, is that they set it up to fuck cheerleaders. Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of that part of it. Rian, I'm going to be honest. You have disappointed me today. This, you are in such a... I liked the film. Liked. I, I, I am pro-bottom. And you can quote me on that, internet. I know, I've seen, I've seen the menu hit on in bars. <laughs> <laughs> I love bottoms, guys. Yeah. Um, so we get the first meeting, and it's like, he's ah, all... These girls are ugly. Very funny, just straight <laughs> away. Incredible. And then we get the one with the beanie who hates her stepdad. And she's like, I love David Fincher. Um, again, very funny. Oh, I bet you jizzed. <laughs> Excuse me. I love David Fincher. Not as much as later when Hazel's been beat up. <laughs> Full stop. No, uh, Hazel's been beat up and they're over at Hazel's house and they're all together. And did you see the sign that says David Fincher Movie Club? That that's what they're watching. They're having a David Fincher movie club. And I was like, oh, I bet they're I watching mean... I bet they're watching Mank because they're real fans. <laughs> um <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Mank Sweep. <laughs> How sad is it that this year I said to Will, I was like, it's gonna be hashtag May December sweep, you know, it's gonna be my underdog. One nomination. Have you watched yeah, it yet? I just don't think you would be on the board. No, uh, I've watched Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched Saltburn. I didn't get any fucking nominations. It was never going to. Then why did we talk about it? On the pod. <laughs> Why are we talking about Bottoms? It's the 2023 Spotlight series. And you didn't talk about it on the pod because you were busy at your work. Um, um I actually submitted my own opinions about Austin. Oh, yes. No, that is true. That is true. That is true. You um, shouldn't have read them if you didn't think they were going to get nominated. You made me look like a ruddy fool. Um, When they're talking about, you know, she she looks like, you know, she's... what What's the lead up to... 
Um, I mean, you know, maybe she'd be cured if she stopped huffing paint and then ADR because they clearly thought she'll, she'll never stop huffing paint. And it sounds it, like they cut away and they don't show who says it, AO saying it, because they clearly thought about that later, presumably. And very funny. And then that first punch, it's great. You know, they want to see the punch. Very funny, Rachel said it. They want to see the punch. And, <laughs> and then they do the punch. It's very funny. And then they need a guardian. So it's just a very tight, good script, and it just moves and it moves. Is this going to win Best Original Screenplay at the Thomas Carruthers Awards? Maybe. It's promising. No, May, December. Sorry. Sorry, Emma. Sorry, Emma. It's going to get a lot of nominations, but will it actually win? I don't think it's... Oh, I'm so sorry, Emma and Rachel and Io. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I've disappointed you all. Um, is the funniest joke in the entire film the Holocaust? It happened. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. Very, 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 very funny. Which leads into, you know, you know, tell that to Dimitri Walker. He hasn't he came in for the first week and he hasn't showed up since. And you go, uh, Dimitri Walker so committed sorry. suicide in the first week. I sure, he, sure did. he did. Just very, I feel like you need to get on this train because we're going to be quoting this for years. Do you know, think, no, do you know what? Like the more, the more I'm revisiting like the gags, the more I'm like, no, this, this, this was iconic. And I said that at the beginning, like mm. we are in a renaissance. Yeah, it was it was it was like small things to do with the story, not like the actual the story. Like... This is a movie <laughs> with a mascot with a huge penis. I know, but if you're gonna make you can it can be silly and you can still care about it. Mm. <laughs> I did care about it. Did you not like the romance? Did you not care for them? Did you? I thought I know, it was wonderful. I, did. I loved. I mm. loved. The, I loved all the art. Sounds like you don't like gay romance on film. And got me. <laughs> I'm a big homophobe. Clip that. I found it. I was. We did a. We did an assassins pod the other day about the musical, and I found in our intervet interview where he was where he was talking about his mustache, and he went, "Yeah, I just went full racist." And I was like, "Somebody needs to clip that. <laughs> Somebody needs to please." And like it, this mad of media manager. It was like I, I went full racist. I just went full Leo in Django, and I was like, "Please just clip that." <laughs> <laughs> um. Obviously, he's talking about the mustache, and he was very good, and he's not racist. Um. And this comes out in a few days, so I don't have to worry about, you know, some terrible scandal. Um, where are we? And then, oh, the don't be late scene. So they're like, you know, don't be late. Nobody has to be late. And then, hi, um, um, hey, guys, coming in. Coming in. Yeah, no, that's for next week. You know, just relax. Uh, just take your time. And, uh, you know, oh, incredible. Again, incredible line. You know, well, my dad left me and I'm incredibly punctual. <laughs> I just feel if this film becomes popular, that is a sort of line that will become the wide set vagina of our era. Well, if we're talking about vagina lines specifically, then it would be my vagina belongs to the government. <laughs> but no, I think there's there are so many quotable things akin to Mean Girls mm -hmm. and and films like that, like. Yeah, it's just it's 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 fresh. But also, it's a lot darker. 
Mingo's is a lot more palatable. Yeah. I mean, next next line I want to quote for how funny it is, you know, this is going to build, you know, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be better, you know, you're never going to get assaulted on your birthday again. You know, lucky number seven, lucky, no lucky number seven is funnier, is funnier than anything in um, Mean Girls. And then, you know, and, I, and I'm going to kill my stepdad. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the screaming of yes slay um i i worked with somebody uh no names uh, but i worked with somebody who would scream queen and slay and uh stuff like this and so when i watched this moment i was like oh i've uh finally how irritating that is yeah i think that's very vindicating and that's the thing it's so fresh I think this again, I mean, I've not seen Mean Girls yet, but I feel like Mean Girls is the type of film that would use it in earnest, whereas this is so ahead of its time or so like mm -hmm. on the pulse that it's like, no, this is kind of, this has been co-opted too much. It's embarrassing. But also refreshingly not on the pulse. Like this is a movie that I could believe is set in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like it feels timeless. Sure. And I do like. I really hope it does. Because as much as they're doing yeah, the whole, this is Mean Girls for twenty twenty three, and there's they yeah. do sexy via TikToks, and it's like, okay, I you know, yeah. sure. Giving... <laughs> oh, they do do. Oh, it's just some. It's just some like they keep that line in from the terrible trailer. You know, stop trying to make fetch happen. What is it? It's like it's just a line from an old uh, stupid movie. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, uh, just not funny. Sorry, Tina. You made 30 Rock one of the funniest shows of all time. I'm sorry, Tina. And they do so many of the lines just again, you know, oh, he doesn't even go here. You know, it, it's... It... Well, you can't please everyone because I, I saw another criticism that was like, these are all the iconic lines they missed out. And it's like, yeah, it's a different film. It's a new <laughs> film. Like, I mean this sincerely. Die. It's like, why didn't they have the Danny DeVito I love your work line? Because it's a new film. <laughs> it could have been a cameo for Danny DeVito. They should have really gone the whole hog this year. Like, what are you doing in the tunnel? Hey! Can't really do it, Danny DeVito.